Hello, welcome to the Satellite Market Cast podcast, where we feature key executives from leading satellite companies worldwide, talk about their company, their careers, industry trends, and other insights on the exciting satellite communication industry. I'm your host, Virgil Labrador, Editor-in-Chief of Satellite Markets and Research, inviting you to another informative podcast with our featured guest today. Well, welcome everybody to this edition of the Satellite Market Cast podcast, and we have a very special guest today. His name is uh, Jean-Michel Rolou. He's the Head of Enterprise Market and Broadband for ST Engineering iDirect. Uh, if you've been following this podcast and the videos that we do over the shows and, and our website, we cover SC Engineering quite extensively. Uh, they're very involved in uh, many uh, different markets, but today we are focusing on the energy market, you know, and I think uh, we have the best uh, uh, resource here in, in Jean-Michel because he's very, very well experienced in, in the energy market uh, for over 20 years. He's worked in various uh, very uh, well-known companies in, in that specific verticals like Slumberger, RTC Global. So now he's with uh, SC Engineering Iron Direct. So Jean-Michel, welcome to this podcast. Thank you, uh, Virgil. Thank you. Very glad to be here. And thank you for inviting me to be a part of your podcast. Right. Uh, well, 20 years in the energy uh, field, uh, quite a bit has happened, right? And, and also just recently. So maybe before we get into the details of uh, this, the role of satellites uh, in uh, the energy market, let's, let's set it up and uh, discuss overall the situation right now. So we've been, just been through a, a global pandemic uh, and the energy markets prices are going up, there's a war going on that has affected the supply chain. So talk about that and how you see that moving forward, Jean-Michel. Okay, well, I mean, first of, first of all, maybe to put things in perspective, prior to the pandemic, the oil and gas was not in the best shape, okay? Mm -hmm. And the energy in general, but not, more, more importantly, the oil and gas, gas production, and, and, and because they have been in crisis in 2014. Mm -hmm. As a result, uh, they were not investing a lot. They were kind of making people go, a lot of people want. Uh, and so, so the, indus the industry was not in very good shape. The pandemic didn't improve anything, as we mm -hmm. have noticed, uh, because it even slowed down even more the economy, and so le the less demand for the oil, less demand for energy. But then some, at some point in time, like late 2020, suddenly everybody start to relieve again, okay? Everybody mm -hmm. wants to start again, roof at the world. And so they say, oh, I need more gas, I need more oil, I need more electricity. And then all this industry that has not been investing for the last 10 years suddenly realized that, ah, well, yeah, they need all of this, but we don't have it. Mm -hmm. And as a result, when you need something and you don't have it, what happened? Mm -hmm. Price decrease. So mm -hmm. we went from a, a barrel at 40 bucks or $20 up to 114 at one point. Right. As a result, and in, in for many economical reasons, and some of them in, Amer in Europe are purely political, for example, uh, because in Europe, the electricity price is indexed to the gas price. Mm -hmm. Even though there is no big impact on electricity, the price of electricity kind of quadrupled in a couple of months. Okay, mm -hmm. So some government put some protection in place, others didn't. So it, it, it has created a big, big problems on the economy in all those countries. Um, mm -hmm. And that's a result of that. You see inflation and everything. So the good news for the oil and gas industry, suddenly their product is in demand again. Their product mm -hmm. is, is worth something meaning they are going to invest in exploration. Mm -hmm. Except that in the time you start an exploration and you move into a drilling a production, it takes three to five years. 
So all the oil that we need now, they don't have it, so they need to produce it. Some of them have it, but they don't want to increase their production. And as you mentioned, uh, Europe, especially many Europe, is very heavily affected by the Ukraine war because Russia is a huge provider and supplier for Europe in oil and gas. Okay, right. as a result. We expect a fairly difficult winter uh, here in Europe, uh, where right. our governments are already preparing us. So, or oh, you may have shortage of electricity, shortage of gas. So, it, it's, it is a, an economical environment that is uh, going to a higher inflation to almost every country. We see a, a euro that is weakening. Mm -hmm. uh, but the good news for us in the satellite industry, we see people putting a lot more money in exploration. Uh, and finding more oil and, and improving the production of existing fields. Good news is for the satellite industry yeah. is that the oil and gas industry, uh, uh, even the energy and the electricity industry, now have the money to invest in improving the infrastructure for the utilities, mm -hmm. finding more oil, finding more gas, and improving mm -hmm. the production of existing fuel, which is the fastest way to, to bring more oil on the market. So, and, and, and we start to see that in our business. Okay, So, so we see our customer uh, getting more and more requests, more and more requests for improvements and everything. And, and we uh, we talked about something also that is important is during those times of crisis, the industry have fired a lot of people, have made right. redundant of people. Now they need them back. But as you may have noticed in America and, and the rest of the world, COVID has changed the way people see works. Okay. Right. And so as a result, they have difficulty, tremendous difficulty to find people. And that's where automation, remote control, and communication become more and more important for those industries. Yes, I think Jean-Michel, you know, uh, your, your insights are, are, are well in line with the industry perspectives on that. As, uh, as you know, we, uh, we published an energy uh, market uh, brief, uh, which we just released. And uh, there's an interview with Jean Rouleau uh, in that uh, thing. And we cited a study from uh, McKinsey that uh, global investment in the energy sector will actually uh, continue to grow at an average of about uh, four and a half percent per annum. In, uh, so this, like you said, there's a lot of investment going on. So uh, let's break it down. The, the energy market is huge, right? I guess uh, uh, the oil and gas is uh, one of the uh, um, main ones. All of gas, I would say solar, wind, power uh, is there. Increasing, increasing, trying to get up. Right. Yeah, talk about that. Uh, so, and what satellites can play. Let's talk about each vertical, the key verticals at least. Uh, okay. and, and what is the satellite's role in that? Well, I mean, a satellite, in, in, to put things again, a satellite is needed when no other communication means are available. All right. Mm -hmm. Nobody put a satellite if he can put a fiber. Nobody. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is no one that will choose satellite over fiber in any circumstances because right. satellite has plenty of, of drawback, but mm -hmm. it's the only one that can go anywhere. All right? right. So basically, if you have nothing else, then you have to use satellites. And that's why it's so important today because uh, being uh, uh, exploration, being mining, being uh, uh, oil and gas exploration, production, they all usually don't operate, thanks God, into city. Okay. Mm -hmm. it's, Today, the Eiffel Tower is still not a drill rig, okay? It's still right. an Eiffel Tower. And, and, and it's good, but it's bad because then communication are needed for those remote locations. Right. On the new energy, it's a little bit different in the sense that those new energy are either land-based, being uh, um, uh, big, uh, uh, big um, wind farms, 
uh, or offshore based, but close to the coast. Mm -hmm. So usually not far enough for a cellular not to work or, or fiber not to be laid down while they build those, those uh, old uh, big wind farm. Same for the solar farm, they're usually land-based. And so usually when you invest millions of dollars for those uh, systems, you mm -hmm. tend to put a, a, a fiber optic link in place. So in those cases, in those new uh, energy, usually satellite is a backup solution. Okay? Right. Because offshore, you, you can have tempest, you can have a, 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 a fisherman that drag your fibers and these kind of things. So, so satellite is always put in place, but mainly as a backup link rather than a prime link. On the contrary, mm -hmm. on a drill ship, uh, or on some mining at the beginning, satellite is the prime means of communication. All right? Right. So, so that's the way, the, the, and in, in utility, is about the same thing. Utility, the big center of utility being a, a big dam, being a, a, a nuclear plant and everything, usually have terrestrial connectivity and VSAT backup. It's only when you start to, uh, to follow the distribution line, you have some power center that are in the middle of nowhere that they will go into a, putting a satellite link. It's also, and that's a fairly recent movement, is that the utility world, uh, especially the SCADA of the utility world, relies yes. uh, a lot on uh, frame relay. And right. It's old technology, very old technology. But problem is telco don't want to maintain frame relay anymore. Too mm -hmm. expensive. And so they are charging a lot of money for frame relay services. And so you see more and more utilities, especially in North America, that are mm -hmm. moving away from terrestrial connectivity back to satellite. Mm -hmm. And so that's another opportunity that we have in the short term for us in satellite industry. So, so would you say that satellite has a unique advantage uh, in the energy market, especially in, in, in remote locations, you know, like you said, you know, the exploration, the, uh, mining and, and and especially maritime, you know, there there's no other. You cannot fiber the sea, you know, <laughs> right? They did in some places, but um, yeah. not everywhere. Well, right, usually, right. in in the life of a field, uh, if you look at, at the large uh, oil field production that are land based, it's the mm -hmm. Middle East and everything. They all use a wireless communication, but more cellular type of communication. And mm -hmm. then in those places, satellite is backup. When you look at big, large offshore location like uh, the Gulf of Mexico, uh, uh, offshore Brazil, or uh, North, North Sea, um, at, at one point, the field becomes big enough to justify mm -hmm. investment in fiber. So that's why you have seen maybe in North, in North Sea, you have a lot of fiber being laid down and a company like uh, TapNet using it for 4G network, same in, in, in the Gulf of Mexico. And usually those fiber were installed by satellite and by uh, oil operators. BP has mm -hmm. been a very strong uh, provider of that. But they realized that they can't make money out of it. Right. It's, 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 it's an end, I mean, you don't make money out of it. And so as a result, they realized that the investment needed for put those the fiber, they will never recover it. And so mm -hmm. maybe it's better to stay with Visa. All right. So, so that's why we see that satellite is still the prime means of communication for uh, oil and gas and the exploration side. They have no choice, okay? Right. You may see it in distribution. Uh, you may see it uh, in the gas station. In America, a lot of gas stations still use VSAT to, for connectivity because they're mm -hmm. not necessarily always well connected. In Africa, same. So, mm -hmm. so the satellite industry for this market being uh, the oil and gas, a bit less the utility uh, uh, and the new industry, but it's still... Uh, uh, in the oil and gas, a prime means of communication in the rest as a backup. Because one thing that people tend to forget is that satellite is much more reliable than fiber. Right, right, yeah. If you have any numbers, you have less uh, satellite failure than there is fiber failure. 
Right, right. Which yeah. Right, right. Now, now, uh, uh, Jean Michel, talk about uh, what SD Engineering iDirect has to offer the energy market. What What are your key offerings, and what are requirements that you're providing? Well, first of all, I think one thing is it, it's one, it's based on my experience uh, when I, I deployed my first iDirect modem back in 2000. All right, that was almost one of the first one and fifteen mm -hmm. platform. Since then, iDirect uh, has been extremely strong in the oil and gas, and, mm -hmm. and this market is extremely conservative. Okay, if something works, why do you change it? It's still working, keep it. So that put us in a very strong position. And and what we have seen lately is that people that used to uh, use our evolution platform now are mm -hmm. moving towards dialogue. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and because their customer trust iDirect name, this transition mm -hmm. is going very much more smoothly for them than if they have to convince the oil and gas that he has to change platform. So right. it, it has been very successful with uh, the like of Speedcast or, or Marlink. Uh, and, and that was because of the strengths the iDirect name had in this sector. Okay. So, mm -hmm. so that was, uh, I, I mean, I know, I know. It's, it's not technical, uh, it's not, doesn't sound important, but the trust in your company is critical for the, for the energy sectors because the investment that is involved, it's so big that if you don't have that, the trust in the supplier, then you, you, you run into risk that you don't want to run. All right. So, so it's a, the brand name has been extremely strong. But we have not stopped on that. We have not been uh, just using the brand. If we use only the brand, it's not going to work. So we have developed right. multiple technology. So we have a, a panel of offering that goes from SCADA type of solution, which is mm -hmm. fairly bandwidth, low cost, up mm -hmm. to a very high trunking type of solution where you, you will see FPSO, the, 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 the floating production platform, that mm -hmm. will use a very high bandwidth, uh, either for connectivity, for data processing, for crew welfare. So we mm -hmm. see that. And so we cover the whole spectrum. So with the same technology at the hub, at the teleport, we can provide a modem that will adapt to the needs of the customer. We also have one of the most efficient return technology today, which can make you easily on the same network, mixed small uh, FPS, uh, small um, uh, OSB vessels, you know, the, mm -hmm. the OSB vessel, offshore support vessel, Mm -hmm. uh, and big, large drilling platform. And mm -hmm. then one will use 2.4 meter antenna, the other one will use a 75 centimeter antenna, and they both will share the same bandwidth. So that's uh, one, of one thing that our customer love because it's makes running their network much more efficient. Uh, and then, uh, and we also have a, a very good understanding of this market. And so we know that support is critical for that market. Mm -hmm. uh, and support not uh, from five to six, uh, support in the middle of the night, support during holidays, Christmas night, they never stop those guys. And that's the kind of support we as iDirect, we, we, we make sure that we provide to our customers. So when they have one of their customers having a problem, we are behind there and we have their back and, and can help them. So technology-wise, we have a complete coverage with the, the various platform we use. The modem cover from very low speed to very, very high speed. And, and we keep the, uh, the, 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 the kind of the increased processing power that we need to run as low as possible. So the latency that they get is as close as possible as the physical latency of going to a GON community. Right. And you're a global company, right? You cover the whole world. Yeah, exactly. So Every we have continent, right? Everywhere. Yeah.
exactly. So we have offices in Houston, we have offices in UK, we have offices in Asia. So, so for us, it's very important that our customer can reach us in their time zone, not mm -hmm. in ours, but in their time zone, and we provide them the support in their time zone as well. So, so it's a, so one of the things that is very important, and and to prepare the future. Uh, because in, in this market, maybe not so much in energy, but a lot in mining and a lot in oil and gas, latency is a challenge because I mentioned earlier mm -hmm. that in, because of lack of uh, human resources, uh, they can't find them. They need to do more and more remote operation, remote control, uh, uh, automation. And this requires as low as latency as you can. And that's why we have been selected by SES as one of the two suppliers for the Empower network. Mm -hmm. which is going to be extremely successful. I'm pretty sure I can predict that into those markets. Right. Now, uh, talk about the specific examples so we can situate it in, uh, in, a, in a real case. You know, uh, you, you partner with Access Networks, which is very yes. strong in the Latin American uh, and other is. markets. Uh, they've been bought by Hispasat recently. So okay. they're also growing global. Uh, yeah, talk, talk, talk about that case, you know, because that, that's an interesting case. It's... it's, it's uh, it's wind power, but it's in the ocean, right? Yeah, it's it's a it's a wind farm, okay. Yeah. Uh, Based uh, in and, the ocean. And, and in the ocean. I mean, yes. it, as I said, it's not completely offshore. It's not hundreds of miles offshore, okay. Right. It's, it's a coastal area, uh, and and we have to provide them with satellite connectivity for for connecting for for the IoT component of the monitoring of the wind farm and making sure that everything is working fine. It's, it's one of those projects which is offshore, but it's fixed antenna because mm -hmm. they, they don't move much. <laughs> when they start yeah. moving, it's a bad sign. <laughs> but, right. uh, so it's fixed antenna. So it's a fairly simple uh, technology. It's just that the fact to get there, it's a little bit more challenging than, than a traditional installation. Uh, but we have other examples. I mean, uh, lately, uh, and, and there will be more coming because, as I said, they have money, so they are starting to send RFP all around the world to improve their de de technology. So we had Speedcast that won a, a big a big deal with Sidreal, which is a, a drink sheet company, and mm -hmm. we had Marlin that also had a very nice contract with Subsea 7 uh, to cover all the fleet of Subsea 7 with VSAT connectivity. So, so you see, the, the, the market is not only going well, but it's dynamic, and they are all moving to new, newer technology because they need more and more bandwidth to get all the, the new application they have and to reduce their cost of operation because they don't have the people in. Right, right. Yeah, so, well, uh, you're not the only provider of these services, right? So what, what differentiates you? Uh, you already mentioned quite a few, your long pedigree, the histories inside direct, uh, your global uh, customer support. But what, what differentiates you from the others? Well, I mean, it, it's in, in terms of um, uh, knowledge of the market is, I mm -hmm. think, is, a, is an important differentiator. Uh, mm -hmm. Our salespeople knows uh, the language to talk to, to our customer. Uh, and so, uh, and we know uh, what kind of uh, challenge they face. So we, mm -hmm. we help them address those challenges. Uh, we are also always kind of keeping ahead of the competition in terms of technology, in terms of pure technology, pure efficiency, uh, uh, packing the most power in the smallest package uh, and, and pricing it right, okay? It's, uh, mm -hmm. There is no point in having the best technology if you price it 10 times more than the competition. That's not going to work. So, so our pricing is competitive as well, okay? So that's, that's a key differentiator. Uh, but, but the fact that our history in those markets is so, uh, so long that it's, it's definitely, as I said, 
it's, it's a differentiator because these industries is conservative and they, are, they, they refrain to take risk. And changing hardware pro providers, suppliers, is usually a risk that they try to avoid. So as long as you provide them with the right technology, the right performances at the right price, that's our key differentiator. Right. Well, we're talking about the energy market. Sometimes it gets a bad rap, you know, for as far as the environment is concerned. Is there a green opportunity that you see in the uh, energy markets? Well, they all claim they are green, okay? <laughs> you, you don't see, I mean, when you log in any oil major oil company, you will see green, okay? It's green, right. now they are green. But you're right, it's an industry that has a lot of effort to do there. Uh, and then by definition, this is not a clean industry, okay? Mm -hmm. Drilling a, a hole in the ground, uh, it's, it's hard to be very clean on that. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but but they, they are making efforts and the, usually the way they do it is because they invest money in those clean energy. Right. So there is, yes, they can be better and they do and improve the environments, the way they work in the environments and everything. But they also divest a lot of money into uh, solar energy uh, nuclear and, and uh, wind farm because this is a way that they make themselves greener, if you want. Mm -hmm. okay. Uh, Maybe but, but, because of the satellite, the technology that you provide, you know, it, it, pro it provides some efficiencies that can make them, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, the efficiency we provide them is, is I mentioned, is help them remove, uh, uh, reduce the number of people on site. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's green or, or not. It, it's just that it's it make it uh, maybe uh, uh, more safe. So we right. improve the safety of the environments uh, because of the more and more IoT system. Uh, they improve the maintenance and they improve the, the monitoring of their, their environment. So as a result, uh, they limit the risk of accident and spillage that has occurred in the past. So in that, in that way, yes, they are making a lot of investment to be uh, cleaner in a sense that they want to prevent any incident that like we had in the last 20 years. So, so in that, that sense, satellite helped them because it helped them monitor real time all the components that they, they have on, on offshore or in the mining site. So, but, but as, as far as the industry becoming greener, it will be greener the day they stop producing oil. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, luckily there are other alternatives which also satellite like, can uh, support, like right? you know, solar, absolutely. wind, and, and others. Exactly, uh, and yeah. we do. Yeah. And, and keep in mind also that in other markets, satellite is it's exploding, okay? In the IoT market, in agriculture, I mean, agriculture mm -hmm. was not the market where satellite usually was very successful. Mm -hmm. IoT brings us that market. And then and we, it's not exactly the topics of this, this uh, podcast, but satellite is, is, we see is impact on multiple market growings. Cellular backhaul is exploding. Mm -hmm. and, the more, and the more 4G and 5G network you deploy, the more bandwidth you need, the more powerful satellite you need. So, so we see, and then also we have all those rich guys that seem bored on Earth and they decide mm -hmm. to invest heavily in satellite. Okay, right, right. And so that that dynamic is a market that was kind of a very happy market with not so much uh, uh, stress. But now Mr. Musk and Mr. Bezos are bringing stress on that market. I can guarantee you. That. Right. So looks like. Uh... The prospects are pretty good in the energy field. Eh? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do think so. I do think so. I think yeah. people need more and more satellite because people need mm -hmm. more and more communication. Okay, and and today uh, the excuse oh I'm in the middle of nowhere I cannot uh, send a TikTok photo it's mm -hmm. still okay. Right. But the generation that is coming 
Man, they won't understand that. Say, why can't I send my TikTok from the top of the Alacona? It doesn't work. It make any sense. Okay? <laughs> right. and, and so, so that's that's where satellite is going to play a role that is become more and more important. Right. So, uh, what do you see the key trends that we, we we should be following in the next few years in the energy markets for satellites? And oh. how is ST Engineering I direct uh, leveraging those? Uh, when I think one of the key trends that is affecting the telecom and the, the networking market in general mm -hmm. is 5G. Mm -hmm. okay. 5G for the first time is not only for mobile, it's kind of a combination of all the telecommunication technology that is available. And so, and, and it will bring, bring new uh, use case, new, case, new, new uh, uh, way of working uh, with uh, augmented reality, virtual reality. Uh, and so, so we at IC Engineering see that 5G is one uh, trend that is very important. The second trend that is exploding at the moment is the cloud. Mm -hmm. There is not a single energy company that has not moved almost 90% of its application to the cloud. Okay? Mm -hmm. The only one they haven't moved is because they are so old, they are kind of in COBOL or Fortran type of language and they can't bring them up. But I guarantee you, Shromage has a discussion with their CIO not so long ago. They have moved 80% of this, their application, professional application, to the cloud. So the cloud is, 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 is exploding. The problem, the cloud, or the advantage of the cloud is it's ubiquitous. You can, you can access it from anywhere. The problem with the cloud, it's usually, if you, you, you don't know where you are going. So you're in the middle of the North Sea, which cloud are you going to use? You don't control it anymore. So that's why you need a very, very high speed link. So that's why we, and so, so that 5G, the cloud, and, and virtualization, okay, mean that we see less and less hardware and more and more software. The world is moving towards software, okay? Yes, an iPhone is still, a, is still a hardware, but the most important part of the iPhone is the software that's running to it, okay? So that, these are the three major trends that are not only for the energy, that are global. And, and we at ST Engineering I Direct, we have decided that we are going to virtualize our hub to run on the cloud. We are going to virtualize our modem to run on any edge compute platform, and we are going to support 5G. So, I mean, there is no other way to say that, yes, we embrace all those trends because our next generation of technology will use the three trends that I just mentioned. Right. Very exciting. Eh? <laughs> You're in a very exciting field. Yeah, yeah we are. As I said, it was kind of quiet for the last 10 years right, and a couple right. of guys just waking us <laughs> right 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 well and always people will always need energy right they need they need, exactly. we need it what the, it's what the makes the world go round you know <laughs> so yeah, i mean until we replace it it's still needed uh, right. and 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 the, the, the difficulty as you mentioned earlier they, they had bad press um, mm -hmm. the new generation of students when they decide which study i'm going to do Petroleum is not their first choice ever. Right. Uh, and so, so this industry has to evolve as well and change itself uh, mm -hmm. and rely less and less in, in, in manpower and more and more in technology. And that's what they are doing. Right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Jean Rolo. Is there anything else you want to add? Any final thoughts? I, I, I'm fine. I think it, it was a very interesting discussion. Thank you for, for setting this up, Virgil. Um, and, and I hope the people that are going to listen will find it interesting and learn a couple of things. Well, and indeed, well we I have, I certainly have, you know, we, we've looked at the past, we've looked at the present and looked at the future. And it seems like the future is bright for the energy markets and the role that satellite, more importantly, that industry exactly. that we're all 
the role that satellite plays in that industry. It's not going to be an easy task, by the way, but, but it's going to be an exciting one. Right. If you uh, require more information, those of you who are listening to this podcast, and we in our website, we, we do market briefs, and we did one specifically on the energy markets. We quote uh, Jean-Michel in that extensively. Uh, so you can go to www.satellitemarkets.com for, for further information. Uh, so all your listeners out there, thank you for listening to this uh, podcast. And uh, for all the news and information in the global satellite industry, you always have satellite markets and research at www.satellitemarkets.com. And this podcast is also available on our YouTube channel, which is Satellite Markets. Thank you.